Let me guess. You might be looking at the title of this episode and be thinking, why would I want to listen to the growth mindset experience of a high school volleyball coach? My response? Why wouldn't you want to listen to the growth mindset experience of a high school volleyball coach who has competed and excelled at the Division I level, who has coached back-to-back-to-back state championships? My name is Gordon, and I'm your host. I'm not an expert on growth mindset mentality, but I am passionate about it. Passionate enough to start a podcast where we examine the growth mindset mentalities of both historical figures and everyday people all in order to create a platform where everybody can learn growth mindset from everybody. Today, we get inside the mind of an elite high school volleyball coach. From mistakes to adjustments to work-life balance, let's take a closer look at the growth mindset experience of Coach Anna. Welcome to the Growth Mindset Experience, a podcast where we share real stories of how both historical figures and everyday people activate a growth mindset mentality to reach new heights. All right, so I am super excited to have this legendary volleyball coach on with us today on this episode of the Growth Mindset Experience, Coach Anna, who played, obviously she played volleyball in high school. And she went on to play Division One volleyball as well. Anna, how you doing? We're glad to have you. Good. Good to be here. Um, so real quick, kind of before we get into the growth mindset stuff and maybe some of your experiences with that mentality, can you give us a little bit of a rundown of what your career has looked like after playing Division One volleyball? And don't be modest because if you – don't tell the whole truth, then I'm going to have to brag on it on, on your coaching career for you. So just go ahead and tell us the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so after I graduated college, I went and coached one year at Cedar High School. I was like the assistant head coach. I ran like the volleyball program part, like as in coaching part, but I had another coach do all the other stuff. So I didn't think I was ready to be a head coach yet. My mind, I don't, I didn't feel like my mind was ready. So I just had him do all that stuff. And then I moved to Roosevelt. And that year, I, for the first two years out there, I was the sophomore coach for Union High School. And then this next six years out there, I was the head coach. And um, in state, those years I was there, we did pretty well leading up to our, my last three years. Um, we were third to fifth place every year. And then my last three years, we worked on some different things and we were able to beat Morgan, which was a huge success because nobody beats Morgan. And they had like, I don't know, seven in a row state titles. Their coach there has like 17 titles total or something like that. So we were able to beat them the last three years I was coaching there. So that was a huge bonus to winning state. We got to beat out a really strong team. So it was pretty cool. And then now I'm coaching here at Fremont High School. This will be my first year here. So we got a lot of learning to do and a lot of discipline stuff that needs to be worked on. So it's kind of fun. It's like a good way to test the things that I've been doing to see if it really works. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to, to kind of view that. And, and really, I mean, for anyone who, any listeners who maybe have won a state championship or maybe a conference championship in college or a national championship, or a Super yeah. Bowl, or, or an Olympic, whoever's listening, 
you know, there's going to be some people who have had those experiences. And I think that we all agree that one, it's hard to win a state championship or any type of title. Yeah. Um, but it's harder to win three. And even more than that, it's harder to win three in a row where you go back yes. to back to back. So, I mean, I remember texting you um, after each of those championships and I said, congratulations, how's it feel? And then after your second title, I asked you, so which one felt better, the first one or the second one? And then yeah. after the third championship, I text you, so which one felt better, the first one, the second one, or the third one? Yeah. And so I have really enjoyed watching your success and just the way that you've been able to mold, um, you know, the the young ladies' minds who, who you coach. And it's really been kind of fun for me to kind of watch from a distance how the program has evolved and how really the mindset of one person. Coach. Yeah were able to literally shift the culture over time to where it now became the mindset of every single person on, um, you know, on the team. And you think yeah. about it, those, you know, you, you left, you left union and now you're at Fremont, but you think about it, those girls that going into their senior year, they have never not won a state championship. Right. And so, so they they're coming in. Sense. Yeah. They're coming in with that mindset, which is, even though you're 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 gone, you know, and somewhere yeah. else, you know, that legacy is yeah. is left, and that legacy takes time. So, yeah. real quick, let me just go ahead and ask you a few questions now. Okay. Um, so, in your coaching career, well, actually, first before we even get into that, what is like when someone says growth mindset, and when we're talking about growth mindset, what does growth mindset even mean to you? To me, it's enjoying your mistakes and learning from them, because if you can learn from a mistake, then you're going to get better. And sometimes mistakes make you worse for a second while you're trying to figure out how to make it look better or, or how to do it in a better manner. So to me, it's always trying to push yourself to where you have to, you have, you force yourself to grow by making a mistake somewhere and, or pushing yourself to where you can't do something. So then you can figure out how to do it even better. Um, I was, I was telling the girls today, actually, I'm like, oh, growth mindset, you guys, let's, let's talk about that for a second, because it's how many people do you know that are super successful that never made a mistake? The, the mistakes are what make them the way they are now. So you have to, you have to accept that your journey is going to be hard and you're going to make mistakes and learn from those and be willing to change quicker because that's, what's going to help you be successful. Love so that. That is amazing. Is. That is, that is a great definition. There's really so many different ways that you can describe a growth mindset. Yes. But for each of us personally, there's, there's aspects of that kind of mentality that stick out the most. So right. I got I to gotta ask, since you, met, since you mentioned mistakes, what's one of the best mistakes you've ever made? Um, let's see. I got to I gotta think of that one. I should have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a weird question. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm curious now that you question. brought it up. You know, when I was growing up, I would, like argue with my sisters a lot or you know just get upset and I would just go out to my parents had a gym in their backyard and so like my mistakes I feel like were like those little tedious high school drama mistakes and I would take out my energy and just go out and like hit on the wall or serve a billion volleyballs and I would spend so much time doing all that stuff that I didn't like focus on high school career stuff I didn't focus on high school like parties or or high school life, I guess you could say. And so I, and then like now I'm like, I kind of missed out. I should have done better at, at reaching out to other people my age, I guess. And <laughs> I thought that, oh, I'm not very popular or whatever. And then I get to my high school reunion. They're like, whoa, she's going to say hi to everybody. She was so nice to everybody. So like, 
I felt like I made a mistake as, as in not doing what I could have done in high school, like as like having fun. Right. But that mistake led me to being able to be really successful in what I'm good at. And I chose to do that myself. So I'm like, I have to accept my mistake or what I feel like is like something that I could have done better and just go with it. But it's led me to where I can help more people and help them understand balance in their lives. You know what I mean? And then like coaching wise, coaching mistakes. Oh man, I made so many in my first couple years as a coach. I'm like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Or, Oh, I probably should communicate better. So there's every mistake. There's a billion things that you could do better. So I just feel like all those little mistakes I make, they made me be stronger as a person now. So. Okay. Let's get on to the second question. Now, what is an experience from your coaching career that a growth mindset got you through an obstacle and what was the result of having that growth mindset? Um, I Our first year of winning state was probably one of the strongest examples of this. So I remember having McKenna Mickelson's dad come and do a talk with the girls before. And um, they he told us that we the team that makes the best changes throughout a, a game or a match or anything like that is the team that's going to probably be the, most, be the most successful. So I was like, hmm, that's a good thought. So I thought, you know what? Every time we have a timeout, whether I call it or not, I'm going to have a strategy for them. I'm not going to talk about emotion. I'm not going to talk about energy. I'm not going to talk about any of that stuff, which before I thought was so strong. You have to have all this energy to be successful. You have to have this energy so that you can be faster than the other team or whatever. But really what it came down to is playing smarter than the other team what strategy do i have that makes them a better team than the team that we're playing so um we had to learn to adjust as that went so in state that first year we were playing against a team that we shouldn't have gotten to five sets with but we did and it was we were losing we had to get 10 points to win and they had one point they were at game point so we our setter went out back to serve and she served 10 in a row but we picked on all their little weaknesses and we are focused on those things we weren't focused on that one point that we were going to lose or the 10 points we had to do we were just focused on the strategy and once we focus on that strategy and we attacked on that strategy you could just see the other team just break apart and they were getting wow. frustrated and they were stressed and then all of a sudden we were tied and we only, they had oh we only have one point and there was excitement and energy and all that stuff so Focusing on the strategy and doing and executing it well gives you natural energy instead of focusing on the energy to get you playing better. So I had to shift my mind to that mindset and thinking the more analytical part of the game compared to the emotional part of the game. And then it shifted a huge difference in their performance. So that was cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Was that game, was that game the semifinal game that you were talking about? It, it, I think it was a quarterfinal Oh, and quarterfinal. Then, then our semifinal game was fairly easy. I can't remember who we played off the top of my head, but and then when we played Morgan, the girls were like, "I'm so nervous." But and then I remember telling them, "Like you guys, but you guys are so prepared. We've done film on them. We've practiced against what they practice. Like you guys are prepared because you're physically strong, you're mentally tough, and you guys are prepared. So just act like that. Come out like you're the team that's the team to beat." And they were like, yeah, we got this. And it, it was just a cool experience. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. I mean, talk about an obstacle. You already mentioned the success and the tradition that Morgan has in volleyball, seven in a row uh, yeah. playing for a coach that has uh, 17 yeah. uh, championships. So yeah. 
that's 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 awesome so anyways let's let's go into the third question now um not not everybody plays volleyball not everybody coaches volleyball i don't play volleyball i don't coach volleyball <laughs> sometimes i don't even like playing backyard volleyball yeah i mean i like playing okay. but Me you know too. sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> you get you get in the you just get people who are like oh let's just like have yes, fun and i'm yeah. i'm kind of competitive and yeah. i'm like i don't want to have fun i want to yeah. i want to do this so sometimes it's not fun for me but but anyways um yeah how, how can this experience and these growth mindset ideations that you shared with us on this episode um how can those apply to other people who have different circumstances other than being a volleyball coach or a sports coach in general yeah well, I think it's just resiliency throughout life in general. Like, yeah, you can you can have the strongest growth mindset and the strongest mental discipline and really strong physical discipline and still not win a state championship. But I hope that all these girls will take this into their lives and learn how to be resilient because relationships are hard in general, like all relationships, relationships with your siblings, relationships with family, relationships with your spouse or relationships with communities, all, all sorts of relationships take work. And being able to work through a process and being mentally tough through a process is so beneficial so that you don't like automatically get offended or offend other people, like to be able to work through problems before you say something that's not okay and things like that. So just, just through like having a strong mindset or being able to be resilient helps your life just go a little bit more smooth. Like ups and downs in life aren't as drastic when you can be tough mentally. I feel like at least, you know, and going back to kind of what you said earlier about mistakes and, you know, there's, there's no one out there who has not made a mistake in any relationship that they've had, you know, and just kind of having that mindset of like, Hey, you know what, this relationship that I have with this person, maybe it's not going so well. What are the mistakes I'm making? Let's learn from that. So then we can improve this relationship. Yeah. So um, being able to change, like if I say, Hey, you need to open your hand when you're hitting how can you do that? Can you, can you mentally think about that through, can you think through the process and keep your hand open the whole time? And they're like, no, I don't think I can do that. I can't do that. And I'm like, really think about it. You can, you think you're thinking, but you're not. And then they think through it. But it's the same thing in life. Like if you say, oh, I can't, I can't let that go. Like for example, Eddie chewing cereal while I'm trying to study or something that drove me nuts. But is it something <laughs> that I can get over? Can I change that mindset of mine? Like it doesn't need to bug me. No, it doesn't need to bug me. Right. So it still bugs me, but <laughs> I could still work on it, that's, but that's, that's like funny. an example that I could choose to not let it bug me, right? So it's just more of a change in what, like, what, how you respond to it, right? So now I don't like, right. like, oh my gosh, get out of my face. I'm like, Katie, can you like step out of the room, you know? So you just have to shift on how you respond to things more than like letting things bug you all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got, I mean, honestly, it's like in-game adjustments, but just yes. in everyday life. Yes, exactly. Kind of yeah. That's cool. So since you brought Eddie up, Eddie's on his husband. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you guys, um, how many, I mean, how many years have you been married for now? 11 years. 11 years. You have five kids. Yep. Um, you had, you had uh, your, your fifth child, a daughter, this uh, within the last year. Yep. And can you just maybe talk a little bit about what it's like balancing your family and work life as a volleyball coach and, and how do you make that work? Yeah. So when I was out in Roosevelt, I had the best community. So they helped me so much. So I had a lady that would pick up, she's just like, Hey, let me take my child to practice and I'll drop him off and I'll feed him. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and I'm like, what do you want? What do you want in return? Are you just being nice? And she really was just being nice. So you, we, I have to have those type of people in my life and 
I feel like doing what I'm doing, I surround myself with these types of people because these people that I'm surrounding myself with, like that are involved in sports, they've been there. They are busy too. So they help however they can help. So that part is really useful. Um, but we did move closer to my family recently to have a little bit more help with like transporting kids around to their events and things like that. But I can 100% say that I don't think I could do what I do if Eddie wasn't supportive of what I do. And he helps me sometimes too. So like, I don't know, out of the last nine years of coaching, Eddie's probably been either my one of my volunteer coaches or assistant coaches the last five to six years or something like that. So he's been there quite a bit. And that helped. Um, a lot of the times I've been able to bring my kids to practice and they love it. So you know how they say there's gym rats? That's my kids. They love it. They love the gym. <laughs> they're just kind of there. Um, but I definitely had a strong community support behind me. So it's been really easy. If you don't have that support, then I don't know how people do it. You just have to get a nanny, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. finding a good balance. Like my my husband took Mattel to his like uh, scrimmage football game. But our team has a team activity. So we, I'm like, well, you go to that. I'll do, I'll come to this, and then I'll come there after. So we just, you just kind of have a general big family calendar, and kind of just balance what you can balance and be to as much as you can. So that's awesome. We, and we so let, to, let me, oh, go ahead. Let, let, let me ask you this too: How does being a good volleyball coach help you be a good wife and a good mother? Um. I think it helps me be more patient because I have to deal with it. patience. Like I. If you could hear what's in my head, you'd be like, whoa, <laughs> because I have to sort through my thoughts before I say them out loud. I get way too much input in volleyball. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys are not, you know, so I have to I've learned how to control what is important to think about and what's not important to think about. So it's it's been a process, but I've been it's been like, what, almost 10 years of coaching to to really get to that point. But. I've learned to be more patient just overall in my whole life. Just Eddie's helped me be patient. I used to be way more hot-headed. <laughs> and he's like, you need to calm down. I'm like, okay, I'll calm down. So he's <laughs> helped a lot with learning how to balance everything out. But, you know, it's just how it goes. It's kind of fun. Well, <laughs> well that's good. I, I, you know, I, I love seeing people progress in their lives in, yeah. in, in, mul in multiple different aspects. And, you know, I'm, I'm big into family. I know that you're big into family. Yeah. And so to see you be able to progress in, um, you know, a volleyball aspect, uh, you know, that professional coaching or the, that setting into and being able to see the translation, I think that's part of what makes people who have a growth mindset have a growth mindset is they, yeah. they see the different areas that they're involved with in their life and they're able to kind of translate lessons that they're learning across the board and it makes them better at all of them. Yeah. So I think that you're a great example of that. Yeah. Well, coach Anna, thank you so much. Um, I know that you're about to start your season soon. Best of yep. luck to you this year at your new school. Um, I thank will be you. following you and hopefully I'll be texting you at the end of the season. Hey, which one was better? The first, the second, the third, or the fourth. I know. So again, coach, coach Anna with us, a uh, uh, volleyball coach of over a decade. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growth Mindset Experience. Follow us on Instagram at Growth Mindset XP. Again, that's at Growth Mindset XP. If you like what you heard, share it with your friends. If you love what you heard, leave a five-star review. If you were less than thrilled, let me know how you would enjoy it more. I'm eager to hear what will improve your listening experience. I hope you'll join us next time. Talk soon. Thank <laughs> you.